Kirby, for all his strengths, can't actually read. That's why he went to audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs and got a free audiobook trial. Because your ears never know how to read. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm Sam Anderson. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs Extrasode, an undead second favorite. Where we ask you to reach out and touch the Kirby inside of us. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Ew. We, we we either need to keep it like separate or nah, I don't know more programming yeah, I, stuff. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm pretty into this like ridiculous reality collapsing around yeah. the different shows. Okay, like, let's, uh, let's roll. Let's roll with it like we're riding a wheelie. Yeah, yeah my name is Gary Butterfield. And this is my absolute favorite podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, oh man, I was thinking about how ridiculous it is that we got Ron Gilbert to say that. Yeah, I wanted to do it. I thought about every time we have any kind of guest, yeah. getting them to say it somehow and working into the sketch. But yeah. I didn't want to like hamstring our hamstring ourselves into like infomercial style yeah. things for each time we do have somebody a guest. So mm -hmm. anytime I can get someone famous to say it, I probably will for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> With Josh Groban being the uh, being the ultimate get, he is the ultimate get. I've sent him uh, electronic mail. <laughs> And I'm going to send him a physical letter because I, I really want him to get, I want him to do record something for the pitch. Like I, and I wanted to, it's kind of too late for this after the events of episode 45, you'll see why, but the um, slowly start replacing you singing that with Josh Groban doing it and never say anything about it. And I thought that was like the best idea in the world, but Josh Groban, we're, we're doing some things to fuck up our sponsorship. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we eventually, uh, that will no longer be a thing, but getting him to, uh, to record something or be on an episode of that is a real dream of mine. Cause dude yeah. has a really good sense of humor. Like yeah. I follow him on Twitter. He's guested on Tim and Eric. Like he's a funny dude. Yeah. You know, he may not like the fact that he's endorsing all these like pleasure throats <laughs> and stuff, but he, uh, it would be, I really, it would just be like really hilarious to me. Yeah. Like, Oh man. But uh, in addition to Josh Groban, we're talking about your responses to Kirby superstar. In uh, addition to being joined by Josh Groban, we're joined by Sam Anderson. Yes. Again. Yes. You remember Sam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do remember Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's, the, uh, it's been a week for you, but it's been seconds for us. Yes. And uh, thank you for sticking around, Sam. Yes. We appreciate yeah. it. So our first response is an audio response from Tyler Crumrine of Ninjas vs. Podcast, which is an excellent comedy show. Mm -hmm. um, he's guested on Bonfireside Chat before. He has some stuff mm -hmm. to say about Kirby Superstar, and it goes a little something like this. Kirby Superstar was one of my favorite games growing up as a kid, and my older brother and I played it so much that we actually either damaged the cartridge somehow or wore out the internal battery um, but we got it to a state where I think you could still turn off the Super Nintendo and turn it back on and there would be a save present but definitely if you took the cartridge out of the system and put another game in and then put it back in um, all of your saves would be gone and before we had done this, we had played co-op to the point where we completely 100%ed uh, the Great Cave Offensive. We had, you know, found all of the secret levels in Dynablade, uh, everything. And so we were kind of bummed 
but it was still our favorite game to play if we were on like a family trip or something because we had this really little TV um, and our Super Nintendo and an AC adapter that plugged into the like 16 passenger van that my dad was able to use for family vacations because he was um, an adventure director and went on like rafting trips and stuff like that. So we would like kind of just take out one of the big row seats of this van and rig up our little TV and we would play Kirby Superstar like the entire way down to Florida and back. And so the challenge was we would try and beat all of the stages of the game um, before the next time that either the car was turned off or we got to our destination or between rest stops because, you know, eventually someone would get tired and want to play a different game and everything would get erased. And so we got really, really good at it. Um, I still think that if there was a game that I would try and speed run, it would probably be Kirby Superstar because it's just that perfect length that you can really power through it, but because there are the different games within the game, there's a variety there, and there are a lot of little secret stages, and the dialogue um, for Meta Knight and all that kind of stuff is is really fun, too. So I just would always get a kick out of it. We would always try and see if there was a way to beat um, the... the I, I'm trying to remember all these names. Uh, the Golden Lobster on the airship... Uh, before we would get blown off. And we got very close a couple times with the paint power and also um, uh, the yo-yo guy, something Jim. Jomega? Yomega? I don't know. That might have just been a brand of yo-yos. But uh, we had a ton of fun. And I think um, the things that I really liked about Super Nintendo Co-op, it was the same with um, Pocky and Rocky 2, and um, Great Circus Mystery starring Mickey and Minnie, which is a really fantastic Capcom game, even though it's based on a Disney property. Um, but there are those games where it was co-op. Um, they were short enough in length that you could get through it if you really dedicated a chunk of time. And where the partner was more than just like a carbon copy of the main character. Like it wasn't just a palette swap. It was a unique set of skills it was um, maybe the main character could have the same skills. Maybe they didn't. Um, maybe they weren't capable of having it. I remember the copy ability partner on Kirby Superstar was my brother's favorite um, because he could, like, yes, he could do the same kind of stuff as Kirby and steal powers, but if you used his, like, copy hand against a boss that you can't switch their power, it actually just became, like, I think the most powerful strike in the game. But all that to say, I really love Kirby Superstar. So much fun. I have so many fond memories. I was really bummed when it came out on the DS and they changed the control scheme some. I'm sure it's fine and that I could have adjusted to it, but I just have so much affection for the Super Nintendo version. And it got to such a Twitch level with me as far as remembering where every single treasure was in the Great Cave Offensive, uh, every single placement of every enemy, um, where the doors led, where the one-ups were. I, I don't think there was ever a game where we got a uh, game over just because we would have so many extra lives from knowing every single secret. And it was really fun uh, thinking about the game again, and I really want to find my old cartridge, see if it still 
barely works and uh get my brother down to pittsburgh um maybe sit my nephew on my knee and just power through it again so yeah that was tyler's response um gary i'll leave it up to you if you want to edit some of that oh yeah i it's 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 possible, and you'll never know if I did, unless you're Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I should I should be careful about it because his dad's an adventure director. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's going to go on a great offensive to your house. Yeah. yeah, yeah very offensive. Yeah. The great basement studio offensive. I, <laughs> you found all my treasure. So um, I'm wondering: is owning a pith helmet a requirement or a result of being a director, an adventure director? You, you get a golden one when you retire. Okay. The um, yeah. You can find my my half a head of cabbage that I have in my fridge. <laughs> um, I, my favorite point from that is that idea of the asynchronous co-op mm-hmm. um, thing. The, uh, the first example that comes to mind and something I've kind of sung the praises of before is as much as the series isn't my favorite thing in the world, uh, Fear 3 is a lot of fun because it's two-player co-op in which the players have completely different movesets. And uh, that makes it really fun. Like, you've got your main guy's a super soldier with kind of bullet time. The other one's like a ghost man who, like, shoots ghost bolts and can, be- can possess enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, so you play totally different depending on which character you're playing. And uh, that's what that does. It adds, like, a lot to it. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just want to respond. He, he brought up the different movesets between the ally, right, and Kirby. And that's absolutely true with uh, Plasma Wisp, that one that you liked, Cole, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you actually just become the Plasma Wisp, and that means you can fly. Yeah. There's no jumping mm-hmm. anymore, um, which is pretty neat. And then um, I just as a more general touch, the game does this really good thing where each power kind of changes the way you traverse things. Like, yeah. it never changes your walk. It never changes your run. But the bird changes the way you fly. The ninja lets you scale things. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the parasol lets you float down gently. There's just a lot of little tweaks to your movement that kind of keep things fresh without reinventing the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not like vehicle sections or anything, but yeah. yeah. I almost kind of wish that there is the ability to like press a button to switch over control, like to be like, okay, if I wanted to play as the plasma wisp and have the AI take over for Kirby, I think that mm. would be, that would be worthwhile. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, the other thing about his response, which brought back a very heartbreaking memory. So that has actually happened to me with the um, battery going, you know, mm. put and you know, erasing a save because you jostle the uh, jostle the cartridge. That happened to me with, um, I know, not Final Fantasy IV. Oh, I was on the last dungeon of Zelda, uh, Link to the Past, oh. when I was really young. And uh, it was really hard. I was like frustrated, and I like I just was pissed off, and I slammed the slammed the console to turn it off. When I turned it back on, no saves. Yeah. So I mm. I never I never beat it. I, I traded the game in because I was so pissed off and disgusted and over it. Um, mm-hmm. and I never beat it again until it was uh um on Game Boy Advance. So I'll, that, I'll show you not to get that mad at video games. Well, yeah, I was a child. I I'm just saying that yeah. that's when you learn that lesson. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and I just to maybe one more comment on that is I loved that because uh, we talk a lot. I guess you guys talk a lot. I'm not on the show regularly about how much fucking free time you have as a kid just to like bolt through something over a weekend. 
Um, but that free time has these weird, like, you have no control over it. There just will be interruptions from your parents, right? Like, <laughs> you will need to eat dinner. You will need to go get this haircut, and they'll make you turn it off. And I, I kind of like that that story there. We're like, yes, you do have seven hours of this road trip to play a video game on. But every two hours, right, mm-hmm. the grownups are just going to tell you to stop playing arbitrarily. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. Like now when we have the power to carve out however much time we, we like, we don't have the resources for it. And when we had the resources for it, we didn't have the power to, to sculpt it in our own, uh, own ways. There was like a golden time when I first moved out of my, my mom's house. Um, I lucked into this living situation where I lived in this like half room in a house full of college age kids. Mm-hmm. So I had this tiny little closet of a room, but my rent was like $110 a month. <laughs> so I, I, wor- I worked like 10 hours a week or something. And that was like the perfect, like I'm not getting interrupted. And if I want to devote eight hours to video games, like that's, what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I don't need, and I barely needed to work. Um, that was, that was pretty amazing. And, uh, but unfortunately, like the games I most remember playing during that time were like, um, one of the PlayStation, like Grandias, I think, <laughs> which is like, that's fine, but it's not yeah. great. Um, uh, and, uh, Jade Cocoon. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's just like, why, why did I waste that time? Like, I'm sure I played good games too, but mm-hmm. like, they have all this time. I'm going to fucking play Jade Cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gary, no. See, it's funny because you're, you're describing like a, a year and a half after college for me when I was living in that house. It was around the time the show started actually. And mm-hmm. I was working 15 hours a week paying $300. No, not even that two seventy five in rent. Yeah. Um, and just being like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to play breath of fire three. Suck my yep. dick. If you want to judge. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, like, that's, that's what, you know, like all the, like some of my favorite times in relation to gaming, like it's not, not my favorite times of all time of life, yeah. but like when I had that kind of freedom, like I also, when I, at some point uh, an apartment fell through and I lost a job in like really quick succession and moved back in with my mom for like eight months. And I've talked about this a bunch of times on the show, but like it was exactly at that time that I discovered Fallout and Baldur's Gate mm-hmm. and Torment. So I had this like eight month period where I played both Fallouts, both Baldur's Gates and Torment on pc and yeah. deus ex like just like my favorite games of all time mm-hmm. with no responsibility and uh very limited interruption from my mom um because i was you know a grown-ass man and shouldn't have been living there um <laughs> but the uh that was just incredible like as far as gaming goes like that mix of of lack of responsibility and autonomy is just mm-hmm. like really heady and mm-hmm. and awesome and rare now yeah. you know so good stuff all right Sam, do you want to read uh, Murph's response? Sure. Uh, lots of stars this week, Tyler and Murph Murphy. Yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of the Dork Knight podcast. Yep. We right. don't we don't always plug that when Murph. No. When Murph responds. So yeah, go listen, listen to, to it. Dork it's good. Knight. Yep. Um, so is Kirby barfing into the mouth of his helper dude to heal them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baby bird. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, but continuing on. My original Kirby experience was on the Game Boy, the old brick kind. I played the Game Boy so much that I wore out the B button, which limited the games I could play. <laughs> I then went on to my first challenge run of Kirby, no jumping, which is doable. <laughs> what? I, I can't foresee how. <laughs> huh. If you have the patience of a 12-year-old. Oh, yeah, that's, well, that's Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, this explains why the game would, the first game world was a huge nostalgia hit for me. The supporter mechanic seemed to make the game a little easier than I liked, but it's optional and really neat 
for this game of this vintage, a game of this vintage. I really have no complaints about the game at all. Kirby Superstar is a really good action platformer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I very much agree. I'm super impressed, even with your 12-year-old self, that <laughs> you could do this without jumping. Um, I have to look that up. I yeah. can't conceive of how it's possible. Like, I want to see if that's an established thing on YouTube. Yeah. Because uh, if you can do it, it is, because it's internet. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, like, games without the B button. <laughs> so, like, I'm just trying to think of, like, there are a lot of shooters where, like, the A and B button would do the same thing. Yeah. And you could, you know, um, play, like, uh, Gator Pinball. <laughs> um, Pinball Gator or whatever that game is called. Um, yeah, so you could, there are some games you could play with a Game Boy without a, a B button. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those old brick Game Boys, like, mm-hmm. I don't have mine anymore, but that's a nostalgia trip just thinking about it. You know, yeah. that kind of light green screen in the background, like yellowish green. I have mine still. I need to turn it on. I think the last time I turned it on, there were a bunch of rows that were not working anymore mm-hmm. on the screen, on the dot matrix or whatever. Yeah. I've I've got uh, an old Game Boy that one of my buddies circuit bent for me, which oh, I haven't yeah? done very much with, but I can use to make music. Um, and then I have a, I kept my Game Boy Pocket because I wanted uh, something for the Game Boy Camera. Oh, and yeah. pulling that with a Game Boy Advance just doesn't work. But like I wasn't going to get rid of the Game Boy Camera because it's amazing. Um, <laughs> it's like one of my favorite. We didn't like when we got we got to do the hardware. I mean, we are doing a hardware episode, yeah. but I want to do a, a segment about the uh, Game Boy Camera because that thing is neat. You know that there was a uh, um, a Neil Young album where the cover was taken with the Game Boy Camera, right? No. Yeah, Silver and Gold. It's a good album huh. too. That's yeah. awesome. Look it up. It, like it, it looks like this. I mean, it, it, the the closest like modern um, interpretation. I'd be like, it looks like an Instagram filter. But uh, yeah, it's like awesome and stylized and stuff. And yeah, just Game Boy Camera. I love the way the Game Boy Camera looks. Like yeah. it's 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 pretty hard to emulate. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it, but it's it's hard to do it perfectly. Yeah, and just that like kind of ridiculous high contrast, limited. You know, I just I love that thing. It's yeah. one of my favorite pieces of of hardware. Yeah, that have been so that yeah, it's gonna be a fun episode. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think we're doing it until like March, but um, it'll be fun to do. Yeah, no, I'm right. I'm already collecting notes and doing research and stuff. Yeah. most of my thought right now is going into controllers actually. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so which one of us wants to take um Max? Sam, which one of us do you love more? <laughs> Oh, boy. It's, I mean, it's Final Fantasy VII, right? So can't there just be a relationship score that's built up with the last, like, two or three hours? And just, yeah. Who do you want to go on the gondola ride with? I choose Barrett. <laughs> I just wanted to say something about the Kirby series as a whole. As a 27-year-old father of three, an avid gamer, which isn't always easy to balance, I learned that Kirby games are usually the best game so get your kids into playing games. He's pink. He's cute. The games are usually pretty easy. And of course, he's cute. The first game I could really get my sons to play, even before Mario, was Kirby's Epic Yarn, which I recommended for its storybook style, variety of levels, and the fact that you can't shit and die. <laughs> After completing it 100%, my kids promptly erased my file, but over the course of a few months, of just them playing, they've gotten it back up to 80%. Pretty good for a four and seven year old. Kirby was a great friend of mine growing up. Now he's my son's best friend too. I hope they never stop making Kirby games because they are pretty much always great. My name is Max and I wrote in via contact. 
ass. <laughs> I, that was very impressive. Yeah. I, I'm more impressed with you for sure, but I'm also very impressed with myself for not physically laughing out loud. Like, did that. I was just like clenched trying not to yeah. that whole time. Don't, don't, it's like a, it's like a frightened deer. You don't want to scare him away. <laughs> Nothing. It's very easy to interrupt the Barrett spell. Yeah. I, like, yeah. so, same the way that some Pentecostal religions will speak in tongues. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll speak in Barrett's. I can't do the Sid voice without holding a snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while at work, it's like Gary, you haven't completed your time timesheet yet. What the fuck are you talking about, <laughs> Marlene? <laughs> God damn it, Shara. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ, Marie, the minerals. <laughs> 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 oh man, so, I love that. I just you know, like we 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 spoke a little bit about Kirby being for kids, uh, but that is so true, especially of of uh, of, of Epic Yarn. I love Epic Yarn. Um, I, haven't, I haven't played it yet. It is it is so good. It's really cheap too. You can get it for like ten bucks now. Yeah, 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 it's always been on my on my list, but I just haven't. Yeah. Uh... Like some of the house building and decorating is kind of bullshit, but uh, mm -hmm. like it, it is really fun local co op. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I'm definitely will pick it up. Like we we had a lot of fun during that reading, but that's actually a very like <laughs> touching story. Yeah, like I know that like, Kirby was a friend of mine growing up, and now he's mm -hmm. my kid's best friend. Like yeah. that's so cute. Like that's great. It's like yeah. the number one reason I want to have kids. Is <laughs> <laughs> like, to is to make them into little use. Yeah, well, just to share things that I liked when I was yeah, young. Yeah, yeah. You know, and all when now that I'm at the age where all my friends are having kids, like everybody loves doing that, and it's really touching to see. You, you know? know, and I and I think about that, and I think about like how much of a disappointment I must have been to you know my dad and my stepdad <laughs> because they like sports and shit. <laughs> I, you, I, wish, I wish you just ended that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, like you know, I play football and I play golf with my dad and stuff, and it's 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 all cool, but like. <laughs> It's like, you know, if I had a kid and he ended up like, ah, I play, I play a candy crush every once in a while. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Or if he, if he turned out like Bill Murray's kids in Rushmore, that was always my name. It's like, you're yeah. going to, you know, you're Bill Murray, but you have a couple of like wrestling ninnies as kids <laughs> that you don't, you feel nothing for. Yeah. Like he clearly does not love those kids, which I, I love about that movie. Um, but yeah, I mean like when it works, it's really, really cute. You know, mm -hmm. um, like a very first episode of the show, um, my friend Zach had his, his son, you know, call in if you mm -hmm. remember that. Yeah, yeah. And talk about talk about Mega Man X mm -hmm. and like, you know, Zach liked Mega Man X and he had his kid play it and his kid liked Mega Man X and that's just that's awesome. You know, you know? what? It's been two years since that happened. If anybody has kids and they want to do that, do that. Send us recordings yeah. of your kids. <laughs> yeah, it was really yeah. it was really touching. It's like one of those weird ways, like the first season of Breaking Bad, where like the first episode of this, we're still finding our feet, and that's like a a neat thing that happened that hasn't happened again. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like very great story, Max. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so uh, we're on to uh, deleted scenes. Um, we're not going to do a full admin section, but we do just want to point out, um, since this is the very last opportunity for it, the last episode of anything that comes out before um, our live show, our live show is in two days. Yeah. So uh, get to Portland mm -hmm. um, for the uh, at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo um, at one thirty on Saturday the 5th. Uh, we're talking about Super Mario Kart. Will be a good time. It's relatively inexpensive to get into the show, and the show is a good time. Yeah. Especially if you have any kind of, like, if you like video gaming curios. Mm -hmm. If you're a collector or you just like seeing weird merchandise. Yeah. 
Like it's real fun. Like last year we spent, so I've gone every year that I've lived in Portland, but we spent some time kind of like here, you cover the the desk while I go walk around and yeah. kind of walk the, the show floor and look at all the, the neat merchandise mm-hmm. and, really incredible perler art and stuff like that yeah like there's lots of um you know just original art original quote-unquote you know just because it's based off of other intellectual properties but like the perler stuff and then i have like some super mario shot glasses um that are really nice um and uh like this guy doing like prints of uh um yes covers yeah or boxes yeah or or like world maps of you know final fantasy six or chrono trigger or like you know uh what is it like four side you know? Yep. Yeah. And everything, everything that I can, you know, that everything in me believes that this will be bigger for that. Yeah. Like every year I've been here, this has gone from being like in a one room hotel conference room, mm-hmm. like a one room room, duh, like a, a mm-hmm. small conf- hotel conference room to this like pretty, like the second biggest expo thing I've been to. Like mm-hmm. it's not as big as PAX, but it's really huge. You know, yeah. it's a big expo, expo show floor. And uh, every year it's gotten bigger and every year it's gotten better. And the, um, and the people almost universally nice. I am terrified of crowds, um, especially yeah. interacting with multiple strangers and just uh, an absolute joy to be yeah, around. Well, you, yeah. you threw that qualifier in there is almost as if like anybody was not nice. <laughs> Everybody is nice. Everybody who we yeah. dealt with is nice. Yeah. Um, part of that is like Portland, like not to mm-hmm. be, you know, hometown, not hometown, but towny about it. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, people are super nice in Portland. That's a cliche that actually is true. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, it's nice to get uh since it's old games, you mm-hmm. get a little less of like the do chugging fragmasters <laughs> that you might get at like a PAX. Like like retro game fans are are tend to be have a gentler heart, mm-hmm. I think. And uh yeah. Are there so. good costumes at that kind of con? Is it uh that kind of thing? Occasionally. I've got my like, tally marks. Um I, I heard more Metal Gear um I heard more Metal Gear uh ringtones than I saw cosplay. Uh, yeah. This time around, I need to compare results from this time around. Um, very few foxtails, which is nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah always, great. always a plus. Like, yeah. it's it's just the number of foxtails there just are in Portland. Like, it just yeah. stays the same. It's not proportionally more or less. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. And and uh, very few utilicults as well. I think there were only two last time. Yeah. Yeah. And th- those are just people who would like probably are packs enforcers on their off day. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, and it's like there's yeah, not tons of costumes, but there's some. And again, I think there'll probably be more. Mm-hmm. this year um yeah it's it's a great time like it's a really cool cool event no brainer if you're anywhere you know if you're in seattle or anywhere in the you know eugene or pacific northwest and uh if you're willing to travel for it all the better yeah. um and, and come say hi yeah come um talk to yeah, us if you, if you yeah if you come and you travel for something we'll give you something yeah if you travel there to see us so you'll yeah. you'll come you'll walk away with something neat mm-hmm. um yeah so um yeah deleted scenes uh, yeah, I don't think we, we don't need to do a full uh, admin section. So Nope, just duckfeed.tv slash chip jar. Use the Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, thanks again so much, Sam. I know we said it last time, but I uh, will reiterate. Thank you for sticking around, and thank you for all your support. Yeah, Absolutely. well, thanks for all the great free podcasts yeah. in the last two years. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem at all. Yeah. yeah, Happy to do it. Yeah. You keep listening, we'll keep making them. Um, yeah, so good night and good luck. Hey. Umbasa. Dude. Yeah, the the, uh, the original draft, it was just him as a Nazi, and I just did literally just the real world with Kirby instead and just changed it, but it wasn't – there weren't any jokes in it. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. this is just Mother Night. And then I thought – I tried to find a book on tape with Kurt Vonnegut reading it, and I was – that's when I said we might not be involved because I was just going to use the audio from that, but then just cut in, you know, uh, my name is 
Kirby. And I, well, you know, just have, have that cut in with, with me just putting in, <laughs> putting in relevant things. details. Yeah. Yeah. But I couldn't find one with uh, Kurt Vonnegut reading it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you very much for suggesting Kirby, by the way. Yeah. All, um. Yeah. Thank, thanks all around. <laughs> that is such a, it was a real perfect, um, like kind of like, I think Cole said it's like a palate cleanser, mm-hmm. um, which not, you know, not that like Monkey Island was a chore or anything like that, <laughs> but like. This is just in between everything else I was playing. This, you know, was just really fun and uh, and light. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're starting up that that let's play of, um, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. The Mecha Pigs. Yeah. 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 I I finished playing that in just a couple of days. I just the let's play will trickle out, but I'm waiting for some people I know to beat it so I can talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, I know you're busy. I'm not giving you personally shit, but I will be interested to hear what you what you think about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's short. It's, like, mercifully short. Oh, it's, like, great. four hours, I think. Hmm. So. Is, your, is your Let's Play – I haven't seen the first episode, obviously, because of uh, spoilers. Um, is, your, is, is that your first run-through on the game? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, it's, it does not seem like it bears, I mean, this is, I thought I found this true with the original amnesia as well. Yeah. Like bears too much replay. Yeah. So I wasn't coming at it like blinds, blind let's plays are, are like normals now blind, Mm -hmm. blind let's plays are, uh, interesting because you know, you don't, you can just kind of react, which I think is fun for a scary game. Like if I was, you know, playing a a non-scary game, you know, like there's the kind of different things you can go at it for. So if I'm doing like dark souls, I can talk about you know, speak with a level of expertise. Yeah. But Although like, watching, watching dark souls, like blind let's plays are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Cause you, yeah. like some of that old, like, Oh God, what's around this corner <laughs> kind of comes yep. back to you. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to doing, um, once the second one comes out, it sucks. That it's not coming out on PC right away, but I'm going to do some kind of video of that probably for my second run through the game. Like my current plan is, you know, when it comes out to kind of poop socket for the show. And then start exploring a little bit more deeply. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I mm-hmm. think like the the original Amnesia that was uh, some of the first Let's Plays I ever watched, uh, just mm. because it was so entertaining to hear people freak out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my only experience with that game is mm-hmm. just like I'm not the kind of person who has the stomach for that kind of horror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I liked uh, Cabin in the Woods is real great, but I definitely spent the entire rest of that week not sleeping. <laughs> So. The um yeah well amnesia is almost too scary to play, like I I think that game is really like I I play a lot of scary games and that game you know is is very good mm-hmm. like <laughs> it's effective yes it's very effective like yeah. I am very scared by that game yeah um so good on you amnesia yeah did you uh do you hear about uh God they're making horror games for the the Rift the Oculus Rift yeah and. <laughs> reading up on some of that and it's like I, I think the review I saw some guy said I only kept playing because I had to write the review and <laughs> at times I was physically uncomfortable to the point where I would have stopped mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that like that <laughs> I, lo- I love the horror genre but like there are a lot of kind of distancing techniques that I'll do when yeah, I'm playing yeah. something scary yeah you know, and, Be- being yeah. able to get up and leave the room is really important but yeah. well, it was interesting too because in a machine for pigs, I found doing the let's play was really distancing. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of keeping a dialogue made it feel like somebody else was there. Yeah, and uh, and made some of the stuff. I think that I mean, and this is I 
in the vaguest possible terms, I guess as a spoiler, <laughs> like it's less scary than Amnesia. Uh, yeah, and you, I've read you probably stuff that up. reviews to that yeah. effect. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 significantly less scary than Amnesia, but the parts that <clears> were scary were less so because you know I was keeping commentary going. Yeah, yeah, so. you're, you're dedicating your thought cycles to keeping the keeping the uh, um, words going. As yeah, oppo- as opposed to internalizing and getting into that little feedback cycle of anxiety. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> that actually, uh, sorry, just on the topic of being sort of weirdly aligned with things, I had this funny idea and then decided not to execute, probably for the best, but just to go back and record like each of you saying one sentence from a previous episode. And then just interjecting it, you know, as a response. Because two to people fool the other that. one. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Like you, you could play me saying something, and then you would react as if I'd said it. <laughs> like, like when you put a mirror in front of a dog. <laughs> You're very good at turning me on. Um, <laughs> Umbasa. <laughs> All right. Cool guys. Yeah. No, this is this has been a good time, Sam. Yeah, this yeah. is a re- this is a real good episode. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of fun. Thanks for taking me behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh yeah, no no problem. Hope hopefully hopefully we, we <laughs> didn't didn't ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I, I... We were planning like a Willy Wonka esque experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of one of the people we're having on the show this year will survive. Yeah. So <laughs> all this is to clear them. Yeah. Or, or I've got another three minutes to live. Probably <laughs> everyone finds out at the end of the, uh, yeah. at the end of the ride. <laughs> <laughs>